Welcome to Doc to Doc podcast. My name is Abbas Shafi, gastroenterologist. And I'm Rob Hoyer, medical oncologist. This is a podcast about lifestyle medicine, disease prevention, and longevity. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It is not medical advice. Please consult your physician for individualized therapies. Please also check out our website at doc2doc.health. That's D-O-C, number two, D-O-C, dot health. There you can leave us messages, make suggestions for future episodes, and ask us questions. And now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Doc to Doc episode 20. We're so excited to be here to talk with you today about sugar. And this is a massive episode. We're going to go over the, this will be part one. Part two will be in a couple of weeks, we'll present a, a ways to try and uh, be metabolically healthy and try to reduce sugar in the in the diet. And sugar is, uh, it's plentiful in the American diet, as you'll see in a few minutes. Uh, first, a few housekeeping episode, uh, housekeeping items. Uh, we'll, we're on uh, both YouTube and uh, podcasting on Spotify and Apple. So feel free to subscribe to any of those platforms that you like to use on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can hit the subscribe button and the little bell sign. And that will let you know when new episodes are released. So, uh, so uh, today, uh, this is a big episode for us. It's episode twenty, and so this is really a culmination of uh, lots of many hours of work on different aspects of uh, lifestyle medicine. And we're, we're we're going back to diet a little bit, and specifically a focus on uh, sugar. And um, some of these facts, I, I was sh- I was shocked uh, when I read these facts and figures about sugar. Um, and uh, Abbas, you have any any uh, initial thoughts? Yeah, that's a, I think is a, a key um, uh, part of today of uh, what's that uh, health issues in America. Uh, sugar play a big uh, nucleus of that, and the problem I think neither politically neither. Uh, um, it's a popular demand to uh, recognize this and refuse it because everybody wants to have the cake and the sugar and the soda and all of that. So what I think is uh, if we do not get us, ourselves educated and confront this, this is going to be even a bigger problem in future in uh, individual as well as in health uh, industry as well as uh, longevity. Yeah, and definitely I, I encourage everyone, we've talked about this before, but take a look at labels because you will be shocked uh, about the amount of sugar in uh, foods that uh, that are billed as healthy. For example, oat milk. Oh my goodness. Uh, you can see there can be over 10 grams of sugar or more in a cup of oat milk that's uh, that's sold with, with added uh, sugar, yogurt, uh, the vanilla yogurt. I was just eating um, one the other day, and looked at the. I was, it was, it was. I was in a hotel, so I wasn't really able to to select the yogurt. But I was uh, looked at the label. I had ten grams per serving of added sugar to the yogurt, and so this stuff is. It, it just. Uh, it's really. It's kind of insidious, and you really have to keep an eye out because you can easily, easily get another, you know, 20, 30 grams of sugar a day and not even know it. And the recommended, the recommended amount of sugar, we'll go through it here in a few minutes is about, um, for a man is about 30, 30 ish uh, grams for females, about 25. 
So you can eat even just the, you know, you can try to avoid sugar and you're still getting more than the recommended daily amount. And, and so uh, there's a lot here and uh, we have a bunch of slides to go over. Um, of course, any questions or comments, please uh, feel free to hit us up in the website, doctordoc.health, or, uh, or that you can, you know, leave comments on YouTube and uh, also our, our emails are on the, on the uh, linked on the, on the um, description as well. You can uh, email us at our, at our uh, e emails and we'll respond to those. Uh, so sh shall we kick this off, Abbas? Sure. Okay, let me. To understand the sugar, we need to know a little bit about history and um, evolution of this. Um, sugar, um, uh, the word comes from a Persian word, shakar. Um, this is uh, has been cultivated in uh, India uh, for probably 6,000 to 8,000 years ago and uh, was mostly used for uh, uh, animal uh, feedstock and uh, locally. About 2,500 to 3,000 years ago in India, they uh, uh, find the method of crystallization of the sugar. And uh, once they were able to crystallize the sugar, then we were able to uh, export it um, to, to Persia and Middle East, as well as uh, uh, to China. Um, this was mostly used as a medicinal purpose. And uh, after uh, uh, Middle East and Asia, uh, when the Muslim conquered that came to the Middle East, they used that actually as a promotion for uh, expanding um, Islam, both in you know, Islam and Christianity, and then uh, become more popular and subsequently through uh, Moorish to Mediterranean to um, Cyprus, uh, Sicily, and Iberia Peninsula, uh, they brought uh, the sugar um, uh, to Europe. Um, after the uh, the Muslim, the Crusaders, they used um, that more uh, widespread uh, through the uh, Europe. However, it was not popular until the discovery of the New World. Uh, when Columbus came to Caribbean and when uh, Portuguese uh, uh, discover South America, particularly in Brazil. Um, they uh, brought the sugar cane from um, Canary Islands to there, and there was a, a great uh, uh, environmental thing to, to to grow sugar. And um, unfortunately, this was one of the biggest cause of uh, slavery, or 12 million uh, African they brought to, to cultivate this um, both in Caribbean and South America. And um, uh, shortly after that, the sugar beets become popular in Europe, um, and uh, uh, the sugar industry was uh, like fossil fuel become a big industry um, in uh, uh, Cyprus, Sicily, and uh, uh, as well as in Venice, there were the bigger sugar refinery and exporting to all over the world. So, um, so sugar has evolved, but however, for past a couple hundreds, the consumption has become from uh, medicine to uh, elites to a common household. And if you look at uh, the consumption of the sugar in the 1700s uh, in uh, North America, uh, each person was uh, using about uh, two um, uh, pounds of sugar uh, per year. In late 1800s, that increased to nine pounds per sugar 
per uh, person. Uh, however, unfortunately, today with um, so much use it in more additive preservative as daily food, each American consume more than 150 uh, pounds of sugar per year, and that's uh, increasingly uh, continuously. So, so uh, as uh, Rob mentioned before, sugar is uh, um, in uh, uh, most of the food we use directly or indirectly. So, um, so we need to look at uh, how much we do, and that's becoming uh, uh, very uh, has become a, a part of the daily living and taste and enjoyment has becoming a huge uh, uh, effect on health and longevity. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about background about how sugar is processed by the body. Then we're gonna we'll go into how how we've uh, how the, the link potentially between sugar and obesity, and uh, we got lots of information here. So, um, starting off, we're just going to start off at the this is the basics of how insulin works. And so, in, insulin is one of the most important hormones in the body, and it's a what it is is a peptide. So, a peptide is a short string of amino acids. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And that's the little triangle here that you can see. And uh, that when when we eat, insulin is secreted by the pancreas. It's actually, the pancreas has it ready to go. And so every three to six minutes, uh, these waves of insulin get released by the pancreas in reaction to what we eat. And so the idea is, um, I my my suspicion is why why this works this way is that uh, you don't want you don't want the body storing glucose when you're not eating. So the idea is when you eat and you're putting glucose and other nutrients in, that's a signal that okay now we need to uh, let let the nutri nutrients go in inside the inside the cells of the body. So this this works in the liver in the muscle many different tissues in the body. So insulin is made uh, and secreted by the pancreas, hits the insulin receptor on the cell membrane. And then it, the first thing it does is it activates this glucose transporter, transporter 4 or GLUT4. And what that does is it allows the pool of glucose outside the cell to rapidly go in to the cell. And then when it's once it's there, it can do multiple different things. It can um, it can be metabolized to um, to uh, glycogen, which is a storage form of glucose. Uh, it's mo mostly in the liver. It can get metabolized to py pyruvate. That's if it goes directly into energy, it's going to go into pyruvate. That's the energy pathway. So basically, that that would if you for example if you're exercising, and uh, usually it's like heavy exercise, and glucose goes into the muscle and it goes right into the metabolism immediately or it can go into uh, storage and that's the triglycerides or fatty acids. And that's how, so that's how this, uh, this will work. It's kind of amazing that it, it, the body can process the glucose and it basically has a kind of a choice of based on the tissue and the, the metabolic load on the body, how that processing works. It's kind of a fascinating system. Of course, it's way more complicated than this. This is just a good conceptual, uh, um, model. 
So uh, for for glucose, we're going to talk. We, 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 this episode's about sugar. Uh, the main uh, sugar that you find in the diet is what's called sucrose, uh, which is a basically is a combination of uh, fructose and glucose. Basically, uh, fructose being uh, one of the main sugars that's in fruit. That's why it's called fructose. And uh, that is, but it's in pr present in low concentrations, so it's not high concentration like we see today in uh, high fructose corn syrup and whatnot. It's actually present in very small concentrations in fruit. Just going to move to the next slide here. So this article is one of many, many, many articles you can find on sugar in um, in the uh, database of uh, this is called PubMed. So this is one that was available online. It's um, it's 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 it was a thought it was an interesting article, trying to link sugar and with obesity. It's actually harder than it seems. Uh, you know, we, we can say yes anecdotally, these are probably related. But how do you actually come to try to prove this or or try to look at this relationship and say this is causal that higher sugar is related to the obesity problem we have in the U.S. and and worldwide. So here's some obesity, uh, overweight and obesity facts. So uh, pretty pretty striking here. Um, and basically, the take home with this is is that being overweight is um, really becoming um, normal now. And so uh, obesity in the United States was uh, in 2014 35% for men and 40% for women. Um, the uh, prevalence of obesity is um, about about double uh, the about sixty to seventy percent uh, prevalence of being or excuse me of, of being overweight is about sixty percent um, thereabouts. Uh, children and adolescents have seen a steady rise uh, from the seventies of five percent to seventeen percent in 2013-2014. So that's about a tripling in you know forty ish years. So pretty striking. So something is going on here. I mean, this is dramatic changes. Um, we don't really have much data before 1970, but uh, we, we do have some pretty good baseline data that that's useful. Uh, we'll talk about the body mass index and also waist circumference is, uh, is also important uh, because a body mass index does not accurately describe uh, everybody. Uh, for, for example, in athletes who have, may have more lean muscle, body mass index may not may not work well. And if you just just looking at um, kind of high level view, uh, between 1960 and 2014, obesity level in the U.S. increased by more than 100. percent So some pretty dramatic changes in you know in 50 years in the U.S. So this is a pretty striking. Change. This is the body mass index graph uh, from Wikipedia, and uh, you can feel free to use either your uh, metrics on the on the on the left side here on the bottom, or the conventional imperial units on the right. But basically, as you increase in um, um, as as the um, weight uh, increases for a given height. You can see there's different categories. Uh, normal being about 18.5 to 25, and then you get into overweight, obese, and morbid obesity. And, and so this accurately describes most people. There are some people who fall out of this. Uh, this, this. So it's important that this isn't for everybody. 
this is for adults. Uh, for children, there's a different uh, a different graph for for them. So this is in kids. Uh, metabolic syndrome in obese adolescents is as high as thirty percent. We talked about metabolic syndrome. Those uh, three of those five uh, criteria that we talked about, including the different uh, uh, and obesity, is one of those. Uh, criteria for metabolic uh, syndrome, but insulin resistance and triglycerides, there's, a, there's several different criteria that we look at for, but uh, metabolic syndrome is associated with a variety of, of uh, health issues, including cardiovascular disease. And um, this is something that um, obese uh, adolescents and kids um, are going to be a huge burden on the health system coming up here over the next 10 years. There were 100,000 excess cardiovascular events in, in, in our country uh, just, just related to childhood obesity. It's kind of striking here, not, and, and not to mention all the other health issues. And this is kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting that obese children have a vascular age similar to that of a 45-year-old adult. The cardiac structure is different, higher epicardial fat deposition, diastolic and systolic dysfunction. And their atria, their, their atria in the top chambers of the heart are actually stiffer. So really, really fascinating that it's actually aging their cardiovascular system. So a little bit about sugar consumption in the, in the U.S. And uh, doing surveys has not been helpful. Uh, folks uh, generally underestimate the amount of uh, sugar that they're eating. My theory on this is that they don't realize they're eating so much sugar uh, because it's hidden and uh, it's, or just kind of become, you know, just kind of in, in certain foods that are, and it's kind of an expected part of the, part of the diet. Um, but if you look at the formal surveys where you look at how much uh, sweeteners are being, uh, uh, being produced and how much is being used and, and wasted, you can actually see uh, the amounts of different sugars. It's not just one type of sugar, it's cane and beet sugar, high fructose corn syrup, other sweeteners, molasses and honey. And we really have good stats on this since 1970. Before 70, there wasn't really good statistics on this. I thought that was kind of interesting about fructose and I just put this little factoid in here. So when you eat fructose, so this is high fructose corn syrup or, or table sugar, also is very similar to uh, fructose, you get decreased um, secretion of insulin and, um, and leptin. And both of those hormones will make us feel full. So if you eat a lot of fructose, you don't get full. And um, that's, you know, that for example, eating candy, which is very high in fructose, you never get full because of this, this there's actually less insulin uh, and leptin that are secreted as a result of the a result of the fructose intake, so it's kind of that was kind of kind of interesting. So nor normally, uh, with most foods, if you eat, it should be feel full and stop and stop eating, but not not the case with fructose. This is kind of striking. American Heart Association uh, for a adult woman recommends twenty five grams a day. Adult woman, or excuse me, adult man, for thirty seven point five uh, grams a day. I mean, look at where we are at the top of this uh, this uh, chart here. This is the total amount of sugar. We were about, what, about 87, 88 
um, grams back in 1970. And we increased, this is total sugar up into the about year 2000 was kind of the peak sugar, about 110 grams per day. And then it's kind of, go, it's come down. Uh, this is also kind of interesting that the amount of um, refined cane and beet sugar has gone down over the last, uh, you know, from 1970, 1985, but commensurate with that high fructose corn syrup entered the market and came up quite a bit, but the, the total amount of sugar has steadily increased. And that's the take-home point from the seventies to about the year 2000, the total amount of sugar has gone up. And right now it's a bit, we're roughly about 300% of the recommended amount per day is where, where things are at. So it's kind of a, it's a pretty striking statistic. Um, this, and this is one of the main parts of the paper. I thought it was, it was interesting by no means is it, can this be construed as causal in any way, but the idea here is that if you look at different time points um, and the, on the top here is obesity, uh, uh, the obesity prevalence in the U S and then if you um, overlay that with sugar consumption on this lower um, graph here, you can see as the, basically the idea is that as sugar consumption went up from the 70s, 80s up to up to 2000, obesity also went up. Now, that could have been, it could have been as many factors at play there. So it can't prove it's, it's sugar causing this, but, but um, when, Sugar consumption did go down a little bit um, from the, from about 2000 to the 2010s. The rate of obesity did trend a little bit. the The rate increased at a slower pace. So again, this is not you know we can, we can't really draw any firm conclusions here, but we can say that there may be a maybe a link. And uh, that was kind of interesting. So this a uh, couple more slides here, then I'll let uh, let Abbas uh, take over. Um, so this is from the, the US, US, uh, USDA, um, so official stats, this is it. Average American eats or drinks 34 teaspoons of sugar a day, 500 calories, more than hundred pounds of sugar per year, about hundred, the 150 is the, is the best estimate that I've, I've uh, seen. And, uh, just, and Abbas mentioned this too. 1822, the average American ate in five days, the amount of sugar found in one of today's 12 ounce sodas. Now we eat that much every seven hours. I mean, just dramatic. Also, in terms of glycemic index and um, the starches are also very important that not, not to forget starch. Uh, and basically below the, below the neck, um, uh, this is a, a, a something that I, I recently learned is that the body really does doesn't distinguish between flour and sugar below the neck. It tastes a lot different, but from a, an insulin uh, insulin resistance perspective, flour is very similar to sugar in that uh, it, it's a different uh, the the insulin peak is different. It's a it's a different secretion pattern with the starches, but uh, there is definitely a role of uh, starch here in terms of insulin resistance. And we eat a ton of flour as well. So in addition to the sugar, we're eating about 126 pounds of, of flour per year. And uh, so 
it's 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 quite uh, quite striking. So, uh, in conclusion, while sugar is necessary for a healthy life, and the consumption trend is is going the right direction, consumption trends are actually going down, which is great. We're still more at more than three hundred percent of the recommended amounts, and uh, trends in increased sugar consumption, including the concerning trend of the high fructose corn syrup, are highly concerning for a link to obesity. As uh, Robert um, eloquently uh, explained the uh, metabolism of the sugar um, with uh, consumption of sugar, also the substitute sugar, as well as the flowers, uh, as you see in the market, that has created uh, many effects on uh, uh, today's health, uh, not only in the United States and has become a worldwide uh, uh, problem. Uh, one of the common things as we, we deal with uh, daily in our practice is, is obesity, uh, diabetes, and insulin resistant, as well as uh, uh, cardiovascular disease. Consequently, um, they has been related with uh, increase of cancer and possibly dementia. Um, the dental work has uh, been associated with uh, the, the sugar consumption, uh, as well as uh, some of the uh, nutritional deficiency. One of the interesting uh, topics is the sugar is, uh, like other uh, uh, stimulants, is uh, is an addiction. And once you consume large amount of sugar or sodas, then it becomes apparent that you continue to have uh, to have that uh, to stimulate uh, uh, your needs and 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 craving. So, um, so in conclusion, as uh, um, Rob and I mentioned, uh, sugar is necessary for. Um, our uh, daily life, however, the overuse of this uh, is uh, a huge uh, health issue. And uh, uh, in my opinion, due to uh, lack of uh, both political uh, as well as uh, the the industry for um, economy, um, uh, as well as lack of the uh, the people to avoid sugar, this has become uh, 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 an issue that uh, nobody wants to tackle, like uh, global warmings or uh, or other issues that uh, that uh, we have. So, so for example, tobacco was uh, had similar history, but we know that uh, the effect on the body and has reduced uh, severe amount of consumption of that. But this is caused hidden disease, and we're not directly associated with uh, with that, and uh, consequently uh, this. Uh, is a, a major uh, health crisis uh, in here and abroad. And I think today uh, we'll, we'll introduce you to the sugar and on the next episodes, uh, we'll talk more about how you can uh, uh, that, uh, uh, be more aware of it. Number one, decrease the sugar as well as uh, look for the effect on your body and uh, how you can uh, decrease the effect by exercise uh, and uh, other uh, methods uh, like uh, fasting. Um, what do you think, Rob? Anything else we can add to it for today? No, I think that was great, Abbas. And uh, one of the things I learned going through this is that obesity itself does not mean that someone is metabolically unhealthy. It's a Obesity is a risk factor for metabolic syndrome, but it's not in and of itself, indicative of uh, a, a, a metabolic uh, dysfunction. It's part of the process and uh, definitely encourage folks uh, to maintain a healthy body weight, of course, uh, 
but I'm increasingly convinced that we have to test and test repeatedly to, to see, uh, and we'll talk about this in the next episode about all the different factors that go into this. So lipids, uh, the hemoglobin A1C, and we'll talk about all these different things. Um, and I've personally found the continuous glucose monitor to be extremely helpful in this regard because you can actually see the effect of individual foods, meals on the blood glucose. You can look at the peak and how high it stays, how high it goes up, the length of time it's elevated, how many peaks you're having per day, uh, different foods. I mean, it's it just... it. It, it, of course, you can't you can't keep a continuous glucose monitor. Well, you can keep a continuous glucose monitor on all the time, but it's it's hard to do all the time. But it's very educational. I encourage folks to to look into this, and we'll talk about this at the next episode. Exactly. I think just uh, awareness of what sh- what has sugar in what you put in your mouth. Secondly, be aware of your health issue and other things. Let's see what you can do. You know, at least even small increment exercise. You know, healthier diet. Um, you know, other things plays that sugar metabolism, stress, and other things. So, so, so this is just one piece of the puzzle for longevity and uh, and uh, and better health. So we'll discuss more in detail. Uh, you know how you can uh, improve that. And, and my research on this topic indicates that increasingly, uh, the metabolism health, metabolic health, is the number one thing. That we need to that that is the the most important part for uh, longevity. So uh, there's other things too, of course. It's not the only thing, but it, this is uh, an extremely important part of the longevity puzzle. And uh, so yeah, so look forward to the next uh, episode. And uh, if if you ha- if you, if everyone ha- anyone has comments questions, please uh, please let us know, and uh, we'll get back to you. And uh, thanks for watching. Thank you. See you next episode. Stay healthy.